This episode of the Round 6 Podcast is brought to you by Trailer Tug, the world's strongest trailer dolly. Learn more at TrailerTug.com. It's the Round 6 Podcast, a weekly roundtable discussion featuring a variety of automotive subjects, interviews, special guests, and stories. Hosted by the Round 6 Gearheads, Brian Stubsky, Alex Welsh, and Brad King. We run episode 63. We're using the word bulge far too often as we welcome Joe Yezzi of Square Body Syndicate to talk indie hot laps, lifestyle branding, and more. Welcome to the Round 6 Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Brad. I'm Alex. And I'm Joe. Joe, I apologize for not having you on sooner, but like we talked before, um, man, schedules and whatnot all kind of suck. But uh, here we are, man, what, like a year after we talked about it with Joe Squarebody Syndicate Yezzy. That's a nice ring. Thank you for having me. And we were talking about it at SEMA, actually. Yes. And here we are. God, how many months ago was that? Too many. I have to think it's been kind of a whirlwind since then for you. It has. It has, and it's been great. I want to just coming down from it. (laughs) We should jump right into that then. We should. Okay, we'll we'll Tarantino this one. We're gonna bounce around a little bit. We're gonna go current events, and then into wherever the heck this thing leads, man. But uh, you just had the most. I, I, there's awesome doesn't begin to to describe the experience you just had at the Indianapolis 500 with the uh, the Indy tribute truck. Oh, you want to go there already? I, so soon? I I'm like, dude, I I am like a I'm like a sophomore <laughs> in high school on my first yeah. date, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No well, no pressure at all. I mean, just think of yourself as a uh, a petite little. Blunt. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> far from it. But uh, I, I, you know, I think, you know, I, I should give some background on SSO two, so people can understand and appreciate uh, what Indy meant to us and the people there. I, you know, for people that are listening and know who we are, we uh, were just a lifestyle brand that built a truck that put us on the map with the GM design award. And we ended up selling that breaking records, uh, at Barrett. After that, we were planning on building a four wheel drive or a crew cab or something, something different. So we can expand to all our demographics out there and wasn't planning on building another bag truck, but we got a call from Phil Gerber wrote, wrote shop who wanted to do some, you know, syndicate series chassis, co-marketing and put something together since we were getting into the parts business, which is another whole story. Um, so, you know, when Roadster shop calls, you, you answer and we said, man, we got to build another truck. So brainstorming, you know, what, how do we outbuild the last truck, which was, you know, the biggest question and, you know, what's going to top that truck for us. And, uh, my cousin, Rob, Rob Yezzy, C10 doctor on Instagram. 
came up with he's he's like what about the spirit of 76 indy uh 75 indy gmc um that was supposed to be released in 76 but it never did so he's like let's make our version of that and i was down with it so doing the research we ended up finding the only truck in existence in washington um and i chased it for about a year and was able to acquire it and it was uh one of the 27 trucks that were um at the track in 1975 and uh gmc had was giving away uh one of the trucks um to whatever uh crew chief driver won the indy 500 that year and by default um because of rain uh let me see bobby unser won that race and his uh chief mechanic uh wayne leary won the truck and that was a big deal for gmc and everything back in indy they were doing they did a 74 they did 75 and they were going to release that impact design for the spirit of 76 the red white and blue and they were and they never ended up doing it I got a press kit that has that letter in it from GMC and everything. So doing research on this thing was amazing. Um, we ended up calling Bobby Unser's wife, trying to get in touch with Bobby Unser to find out any more information on the trucks and the race and anything else. And she was just like, yeah, you know, he, he doesn't want to talk to anybody. She kind of, you know, blew us off and everything. And then we ended up talking to um, some other people and uh, getting more information about it. And the truck we had um, was the one that carried the, per the big Purdue drum in the parade on the track, because it was outfitted with the fire extinguisher and everything else with it, it was pretty cool. So talking to people, we were like, you know, we can't cut, we want to cut this truck up, but it, we'll never be able, we'll never be able to replace it. And people are going to be mad, you know? So let's do a tribute truck of it. So let's find a 76 GMC. And let's do our version of it. So that's where that all started with this truck. And never in a million years we'd ever think it would be at Indy. So we built the truck. We we got together with being a lifestyle brand. We're we're not builders or anything like that. You know, we're we own a concrete polishing company, and we you know we work hard to make a living. And this is a hobby that turned into a business. And um, we got the best manufacturers and and uh fabricators and everybody in, in in the industry together like we did for the first one and we put together an awesome team and we built the truck and did it. I, my brain keeps going back to the drum did you ever track down the drum that was in the truck no <laughs> and it's huge there's only one picture of it and we were able, while we were at Indy, to have access to get into the archives for a few hours and go through all the, 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 um, the films and was able to get some printed off. And we could not find the picture of the truck with the drum in it. Our truck had a number 27 on the mirror. And so we were almost ready to go down to the city and go through the library archives of the parades or, or Purdue. And start looking through that stuff because nobody's got a picture of the truck with the drum in except the one that's on our website. So that would have been really cool. And the Purdue band was there while we were there. We were trying to get them to bring a, a drum over 
So we just <laughs> throw it in the back of the truck <laughs> and take a picture. It was cool. Now it, it's, what it's a tradition for those guys, right? They're their Purdue is. marching band is it, they they do every year, right? Every year, they wow, bust them cool. in by the hundreds. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. Let's fast forward to SEMA. We get the truck to SEMA, and um, we are sponsor. Our big sponsor is Royal Purple who's in the, you know, the racing scene heavily, and they are a sponsor of Indy 500. And Davey Hamilton is, is a race car driver who's prominent and, and just well-respected in the, in the racing scene. He works for, or worked for Royal Purple at the time. And we hit it off when SSO1 was at SEMA because Royal Purple was our sponsor back then as well. So we knew each other from 2015 SEMA. And, um, you know, when we brought this truck to SEMA, Davey was loving it with the indie, you know, the, the indie logo on it and everything. So he calls up Doug Bowles, who is the president of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and says, you got to come down here and see this truck. Because Doug was at SEMA that mm-hmm. week. And he goes, you got to come down and see this truck. So lo and behold, Doug Bowles comes rolling up dressed to the nines and he is just like they, they make a lego out of this guy there's a lego in the store Jeez. <laughs> Doug I, I, I never knew anybody that was a lego <laughs> well you gotta nuts, your, your cousin your cousin rob kind of looks like a lego he he is a lego it's they haven't made a human yet, lego <laughs> <laughs> a stinky lego yeah but the the uh you know, it's it, it was it was unbelievable to meet this guy, and and he loved the truck, and invited us to take the truck at that point at that moment to the Indianapolis 500, and have Davey Hamilton take it around the track for a couple laps, and a photo shoot on the bricks in the brickyard, and he even mentioned something about the museum doing something with it on display, and we were like, wow, we could die and go to heaven right now. You know, that was it for us. We were just, we were in awe. So what, that was the biggest highlight, SEMA, for us. It was to meet Doug and to have that invitation. But you know how it goes. And I've been in the corporate, you know, you get promises and, and, and after SEMA, it all dies down and you can never get in touch with anybody. And, you know, that's how it usually goes. You know, there's always a lot of promises out there and you take them with a grain of salt. But this one, I wasn't letting go. Well, and I got to say, man, you guys had... Your debut at the SEMA show, been going there for years, and I've seen everything debut. And not not just because we were part of it, and you you guys were more than gracious to us uh, as far as, you know, the debut went, and your hospitality in the booth was amazing. Yep. Can't say thanks enough for that, but man, man your debut for that truck at, at the SEMA show, that was just the beginning of a huge flight of stairs upward. Because that thing, it was amazing. You guys had a packed house. Yep. Man, and we were glad because, well, Brad had planted the camera in the perfect spot for the whole reveal. <laughs> we, had, we had a great angle for it. You, you had, I mean, as the crowd started to build, I thought, okay, this is pretty good for a SEMA reveal. And you looked around in about three minutes after that, and the crowd had doubled. Three yeah. minutes after that, it had tripled. And it was, God, it was a rabid group of people, man. I got to say that was probably the talk of the entire show and not because we were there for a lot of it. It's because everybody was talking about the truck 
and the other goodie bags that I'd let you guys talk about that, that were probably some of the coolest things I've ever seen. Uh, the box, the model boxes were beyond the hit. I mean, people went nuts for them. They, they just, it brought back, you know, a memory for so many people. And, you know, it, the only problem was the disappointment. There was no model in it, you know, but they were so happy <laughs> to have the box and the shirt and, you know, and the decal, the one-off decal we did, but it was, it was brilliant with what you guys had done and, and Brian, you know, for those of you who don't know that Brian did our logo from day one and we could get into that story and and uh he did the artwork on the box which i asked to put it on the indie track this was way before this truck was even we would even consider it to even go into indie oh this was Brian like two years a back. rendering yeah you did a rendering and i remember you're like enough with these square bodies dude what are you doing man like you they'll never catch on you're I just so like, hoping for I a hate square. those things, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brian is so anti square body. Back oh, oh, <laughs> like, no. What are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. I was oh. like, come on, man. Just work with me. I trust me, man. Work with me. And, and you did. You did. And they sent me to awesome, a hypnotist. Man. The hypnotist <laughs> had me believing that I was building a not that I was drawing a notch back VW and it worked out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You gave me such a hard time, man. <laughs> just, I think I picked on you nonstop for that. You did. You and did, I felt man. bad. I was like, there's no way he's ever going to talk to me again. You're like, that truck will never make it to SEMA. That truck will never. The blue one. It started with the blue one. What are you talking about? Well, the blue one was, with... that was such a, a cool truck. And I remember going, man, you took that thing so far over the top. And my whole key on the blue truck was that it was too nice to go to SEMA. That was like a Concours restoration that belonged someplace in a museum. And thank you. You know, and, and that's a compliment coming from you. I mean, that's that's, that's huge. And but dude, seriously, like, like I told you, were... the first, oh, dude, it's a, it's a compliment having you here. That's you know, this is great for me, man. I, because your level of detail, and this is gonna become a schmooze fest now. <laughs> if you don't know Joe's trucks out there. Go online, look him up. We'll get pictures and links to you in the show notes. But um, the guy's level of detail, you, yeah. okay, I'm I'm really OCD with my artwork. You make me look dude, like, like Oscar and Felix from The Odd Couple. I, I look like the guy who left my underwear hanging on like the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> dude, your level is just, it's, uh, I can't use the one word because it'll give us a... Uh, a bad rating here but let's, let's just say nah. you, you do stupid detail and what i like about it is that it's not only just impeccable detail it's like this guy did his homework too he did this particular mod and once he explains it to you it's just like somebody knocks you over the head with a hammer and you go oh my god i mean who does this so yeah there's that's what there's i really layers. enjoy about your stuff i mean when you walked us around Thank that you. truck and showed us all the the attend the little detail little tricks here and there i'm like man i didn't think i could like this truck any more than i already did and uh, that was bitching. You live and breathe it, you know, and that's yeah. just, you know, I was taught, you know, uh, at a young age, whatever you do, do the best at whatever you're doing, whether it's making a sandwich or, you know, <laughs> building a truck, it's put everything you got into it, you know, and, and uh, I, I live and breathe when I take on a build and make a commitment. I like, I live and breathe it. It's, it becomes uh like an actor becoming into into their character you become the truck and everything it's just it's nuts and you almost after SEMA and all the stuff you almost gotta 
like decompress. It takes a piece of you, you know, it's, it's, it's like, wow, that was crazy. Six months. I just like, who, who was I, you know, (laughs) you become nuts, you become half nuts. And I think you, you have to, 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 to put out that kind of layers of detail and stories. And there's, there's gotta be meaning behind everything, you know, for me at least to where, you know, the truck, uh, SSO two for us was, the theme was not only put an iconic truck, but use 70s aftermarket components with today's technology. And then what do we do? We got to put an iconic motor in an iconic truck. So let's, you know, let's use the Keith Black motor that graced the cover of the 1979 Hot Rod magazine. And let's take an LS3 and make it look like that, you know? So now we have an iconic truck, we have an iconic motor, and now, you know, we're, the theme is seventies aftermarket parts. So you got to be a little half nuts to put all that together, I think. But that's, that's what made that truck though. And it was, you really, you kind of did the inception of like historical builds. You doubled down on everything. I mean, your prior builds always have a reverence to, you know, where the truck came from, what was going on at the time, you know, what that truck was like stock, but you know, it, it looked like everything grew there. This one, you took all of that and you doubled down with the indie history for the truck. And then just when you thought that wasn't enough, you guys came through and you put a nice layer of icing on top of it with all the, the references to everything in the aftermarket, like you just said. That, that truck was just like, it was a detail fest. It was like you go through one level, then you drop into the next level of it. You get into the next level of it. And after a while, you're like, okay, well, that's all the details, right? And then, you know, yeah. you're standing there oh. going, oh, no, no, check out the cell phone pockets in the side of the seat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> check out the hidden compartment in the bed. It's like, holy crap. <laughs> you, you know, you, when you double down like that, you're taking a huge risk because if, you're, if you want to, you know, carve the road, you cannot do what everybody's doing. And that's my thing. I don't, I don't, I, I've never been a follower of trying to do that. I take inspiration from everywhere you know and it's to me less is more however mm-hmm. you know there there's things we built this truck with functionality first reliability second and aesthetics third which is super hard to do when you're doing a a show truck that's getting unveiled at SEMA it's like unveiling is a whole nother level i did SEMA at royal purple in 2015 but when they say, oh, we're going to unveil it, we have that much confidence in you that we're going to unveil it. And, I mean, that that's terrifying. No pressure. Yeah. What if you hear a yeah. gasp when the, when the cover comes <laughs> over? Like, you don't even know, man. You're like, unveil? <laughs> Do we have to unveil it? Like, can't we just – I tried everything to get out of that, you know, because you better have something really good for an unveil because yep. yep. these guys know what they're looking at, and they will pick your crap apart like nobody's business. So – it, it took it to the next level, but, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to put the 22s on it with the thin rubber tire stretched out. I'm like, we got to come up with a 20 inch rim and we need bulge. These yeah. tires in the seventies had bulge. We got to put a 14 inch tire on an 11 inch rim and see what that looks like. And what an expensive gamble that was. But I but think, I think that was off. the thing that put it over the top right there. I really do. The amount of time that you guys spent on the wheels and tires to make it look like an old turbine mag, and it had sidewall, and it had bulge. If you'd have put 
an O-ring style tire on there, I think those wheels would have got lost. I really yeah. do. Agreed. I think that was a, and it, it was a risk. It was a gamble. But I think that particular thing that you did could possibly move a wheel, the wheel and tire combinations to a different uh, uh, style. I it really already do. has. I, I think that that truck right there could be the one that took people away from having, you know, the same size tire height front and back, you know. And the rubber band tires that right, ride like exactly. crap. Exactly. You know, exactly. they ride uh -huh. like crap. And I, sure. I don't, I'm not a big fan of them because I like to see tire. I like sidewall. I Absolutely. love bulge on the, on the, uh, on, on the sides there. I mean, it's, it's, you know, don't <laughs> take that out of contents. Well, you know, and for three guys <laughs> that we talk about this all the time, thank you for doing that. You guys love bulge too. I mean, absolutely. Oh, we, absolutely. we like your bulge, Joe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this: being on I walked the inside, right into that one. <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's, oh, really? We we walked right into your bulge too. See how the field that works out is great. Um, and I will remain quiet back here listening to you guys talking about this bulge. Brad's just taking all the bulge in, so <laughs> absorbing the bulge. <laughs> oh man! What what I could say though is being on the inside in this industry, I, I do a lot of design work for people, and I will say that truck has been mentioned to me by a number of clients as we go forward, saying things like, "Okay, it's got to have sidewall," and mm. it's no longer a fight for me to go, "Okay, dude, let's get some sidewall." Oh no 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 no, because twenty sixes will fit underneath the sixty nine Camaro. And you're going, no no no. <laughs> <laughs> 20 at the most how about how about a 19 and an 18 something cool and that car gets referenced a lot that truck rather and one of one of my favorite builders and a really good friend of the podcast scott sullivan has been really trying to preach on sidewall although he goes a little more extreme on sidewall than you do i'm not trying to say it's scott's bulge is bigger than yours <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what? It, I I would put more bulge on this truck if I could, and and I kind of regret not trying to go higher on it. But it it was it was we didn't have much room, and I would have had to go smaller. I wouldn't be able to fit those fourteen inch rotors front and back on anything smaller. I'm a huge fan of small wheels, like as far as fifteens and eighteens and you know, I, I like the smaller wheel look. I'm not a big fan of the 20 plus. No, but that when was you our bag era. a truck, the thing is, is when you bag a truck and, and you have a truck that low and you have a wheel tucking, they get lost in there, you know, and it's, you got to find that right medium. And it's like, look, we're trying to carve, you know, we're not trying to do what everybody else is doing. We're trying to come up with functionality, you know, what's going to ride better, but what's also going to look period correct and and be different let's experiment you know and it it, it, it worked out it, it was really stressful man well how many wheels did you and i look at when we were going back and forth what do we burn oh up like gosh. every ounce of data that i had like just pontiac hubcaps and what were we looking at because uh there there was so much there was there we went through a bunch look at everything yeah, we did. And I was like, let's do slotted mags. Let's do turbines. I found, I was at Pomona and I found a set of blue line turbines that were amazing. And I took a picture of them and I said, this is what I want this and, and the Western mag. So we took two yeah. of the best looking turbines and we mixed them together and we came up with these. 
So we took the best two designs that they had in the 70s, that my opinion, and combined them. And I, he wanted to kill me by the time we were done. I changed those wheels a hundred times. He was like, you? He's like, no. stop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anybody who works with me knows, Brian, you know. But I said, I, said, I, I understand where you come from. But I from make you proud, though. I make you proud. You me. do. I, and I, although I was still depressed because I pushed really hard for that combination Keystone Classic Convo Pro Wheel. <laughs> <laughs> you know the keystone convo classic was going to be freaking awesome oh, oh. <laughs> i had keystone go. classics on my uh had a challenger and a charger i had them on there with 50s protract 50s man remember mm. those yeah. yeah you could cut paper with the edge of those tires they were so sharp on the edge yeah and 50s all hanging out the wheel well. Oh, yeah. Jacked up with uh, <laughs> track, yellow traction bars. Man. Yellow traction I mean, bars and Gabriel so... hijackers. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that yeah. was a look back then. That's, it was that's the what look. we did. I couldn't that's... jack it up any higher, man. Right. I, I used to love that. You know, yeah. Keystone Classics, though. I, I think I even painted the insides red, which is, oh, God. Ooh, oh, oh so uh, and there's there's your Jersey heritage coming through. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Take the red spray paint can away. I can't imagine how much uh, like a fifteen ten Keystone Classic on an N fifty weighs. You got to get you and your oh, buddy to come mount them. Oh yeah, <laughs> put them up on the, the car. The poor hubs were like like help help. <laughs> <laughs> extra so floor jack. <laughs> you got to take them over to the big rig station to put them on. <laughs> Some guy in a cage. <laughs> but back to your wheels for the uh sso2 i remember at sema you were talking about there was a design there was a styling feature that you <laughs> wanted to do in the wheel and you were super nervous about doing it the well the um for one so there was two things with these wheels because you know normally we really don't you never see the rotors and calibers in the last couple of trucks we built so it was like, how, what do we do with the, the, the calibers with, and then, you know, what color and everything like that. And then that, that on the, on what you just brought up, the edge of the wheel is where it sticks out a little bit. We went a little too far on the renderings and it almost looked like a, a, a custom wheel that you would see today on a, uh, on a four wheel drive, like one of those rockstar rims or whatever. It, it just reminded me of that. And I had to like redesign the edge on it with, with Mike. I'm like, man, it's cool, but that's just too risky, man. I said, let's just keep it more like the factory one, but put a little more lip on that edge. On the end of the spoke where it sticks out, we had them stick out a little more than the, than the rim itself, which was, yep. if you could picture it. And then uh, on the, um, what was it, the, uh, the, the, the calibers, they, they – we did the fronts blue and the backs red just to go with the striping to just see what that would look like. And the problem was, is you would look through the wheel to see the caliper. So it, 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 it kind of defeated the purpose of the wheel. So we, we did them in satin black with the gloss logo on there and uh, their syndicate series. So we, we didn't want you to look through the wheel. And, and, and I always tell people when you, when you look at, when you're looking at somebody's truck or whatever, you got to go to where your eye goes first. Like if you look in the engine compartment, what's the first thing that, you, that your eye goes to, you know, and that's, you got to start there. And, you know, I go nuts with that and I'll like pull things apart. My cousin Rob put some radiator hoses on, uh, 
or uh, yeah, some heater hoses on 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 the um, truck, and they weren't black, and they were they were just factory silver. And he put them in, and he he filled them, and they were all done with the O rings and everything. And I walked up, and I'm like, I can't stop looking at those. It's the first thing my eye sees. I'm like, take them off. We gotta, you know, we gotta put black ones on. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. I just sealed them and filled them, and you know, it's Freon and everything. And uh, and it was the you know. And uh, antifreeze, he had everything in there, and it was set, and it was perfect. And I'm like, dude, they got to come off. First thing I look at, you know. Same thing with the wheels, you know. It's where's your eye go? You know, it's it's that's what it comes down to. It's it's the details on this stuff, and I think I go a little too too nuts with it. But at the end of the day, it's it's stuff that would bother me. It's like now's the time to do it, you know, because afterwards you're never gonna do it. Well, you also did like a uh, like a cast finish between the spokes too, didn't you? No, no. That's I thought you rough. did. For some reason, I kept thinking that you did, but, or the way you did the paint and everything, it appeared just like oh, they no. did back in the day. The wrinkle, yes. the wrinkle. yeah, the we wrinkle. We sent them out. Okay, so right. we sent those out to uh, Kevin at Pacific Powder Coating. Yeah, was amazing. Yeah, that, that, amazing. that to me that really made that real wheel work. I thought that was a great touch. Yeah, we made them. So he sent them out. So after. Uh, Mike Curtis ground them down and everything. The finish was gorgeous on them. And it was like, I'm going to send these $10,000 wheels out to powder coat wrinkle black. It, it looks like, it looks like bed coating, you know, and, and, and it's, it's like, you got to be out of your mind. Like everybody's like, you're going to, you're going to wrinkle finish black on these beautiful, insane wheels. And I'm like, you had that seventies. You can't, and even you gave me a hard time. Remember, you did the rendering. You did them in like gold. God, I was so afraid because I didn't want to see it go overkill. And I just, I had, I had come off another project, which we won't mention here, where a lot of wrinkle finish got used, and it got so overkill. And man, I just, I kept on going. In my head, I had a vision of that truck so clean. You know that that again, not to take somebody else's term, I know. You used something, but that Yezzy clean look and screw it all up with a ton of wrinkle finish. Yeah, it it worked out and I could still, uh, there's days I want to do them in a, in a, in a, uh, Cerakote wrinkle finish gold, like a matted, like a magnesium gold, like, uh, like the old race cars, you know, it matches oh, yeah. the logo on the door. Not to say I won't even do that down the road. Because I, I love the black, but I, I also think the gold would work on there as well. Well, what but, if we play devil's advocate and I say, why don't we take one of those other designs we had made and, uh, you know, get some of those milled up and have those done in that color. But, you know, I'm just, just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah, uh, you <laughs> know, I'm, I'm always up the for uh, messing <laughs> with it. But, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's a, it, it was a crapshoot, and I was freaking, man, because I, I, I didn't know <laughs> what to put on those wheels, man, and it, and it worked. It worked. Nah, I think time. it worked great. Let, let's let's just, okay, like I said, we're going to Tarantino the hell out of this, and we're bouncing around. Now let's go, we're, we're there at the SEMA show. You have a, a phenomenal, that just, that the energy in that hall was electric for that, that reveal. And let's fast forward now let's see, we head off toward Indy. You're on the road to Indy. And there's an interesting story behind this where there was kind of an unknown. There was. So what happened was um, Davey Hamilton, uh, who worked for Royal Purple, had left Royal Purple 
and started to manage a race team and started working for Harding and Steinbrenner Racing. Davey Hamilton, I call him up. I'm like, Davey, are we still on for Indy? I, I, he, you know, he left Royal Purple, started managing a race team. And uh, he was like, absolutely. I'm going to keep my promise and let me just get in touch with Doug. And Doug's the busiest guy in the world at this time because he's running the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So back and forth, email and everything else, it was unknown. They were saying, well, you know, um, they couldn't get in touch with Doug. So his assistant was like, let's, let's maybe change it for summer. Um, it'd be better to bring the truck out on the track in summer. And we're like, oh man, this is like, what do we do? You know, and Davey's like, just come out. I got it taken care of. I just got to get in touch with Doug. And we were just like, this is up until like four days up until Indy. And that's why you didn't hear anything from us about Indy. Cause we just wanted to make sure that everything, and these guys are so busy, you know, Davey's trying to manage a race team and they were placed at fifth for the Indy 500. So they're, they're slammed and Doug, obviously, you know, running the whole, the whole place. So we just, we said, let's roll the dice. Let's go out there. Davey, you know, Davey sell, take care of it. So we, we rode a truck in the trailer and we drive, these guys drive 30 hours straight and we get there. Um, and Davey's like here, gets in touch with Doug. Doug's like, send them down to admin boom, all access passes, VIP, everything. It was absolutely insane. Brings us over to the museum to meet the curator of the Indianapolis Moore Speedway Museum. And Jason, amazing guy, takes us under his wing. He parks us next to Mario Andretti's car. It was Mario Andretti week at the Indy 500 this year. So Mario Andretti's there and it's nuts. We we're pulling the truck out, and who's there? Bobby Unser oh. in a golf cart, oh. broken hip, can't walk, wearing a red shirt, suspenders. He's there with his wife. We're like Bobby. Oh my God! Right. So we're freaking out. Right. We get the truck out. I'm like Bobby. Can you come over and check the truck out? And and uh, telling him to see, he's like, oh, I remember this truck, and I remember, I remember all this, and I forgot all about this stuff. And uh, his wife Lisa comes over. She was just like, this is so important to us. It, it was, thank you for building this and everything else. And it, it was just awesome. She's like, we have so much memorabilia. He ends up signing the truck, and uh, we end up parking the truck in the museum with all the vintage. Uh, uh, they had this whole vintage historic indie thing there and the trucks right in there with everybody and uh it was just amazing it was just absolutely ridiculous and uh uh i guess you know uh the story goes with that is we ended up um getting it on the track the day before uh indy 500 on that saturday um i what would happen was um Doug was like, yeah, we'll have uh, Davey take it around for a couple laps, and then we'll do a photo shoot on the brickyard. I ended up texting uh, the curator. I said, you know, when the, when these guys go out, I said, is there any way the truck can go around for a couple laps, you know, during during the vintage rides on Saturday because they were doing a bunch of uh, laps with all the vintage cars. So he comes up to me. I don't hear back from him. He comes up to me, and he points at me and goes, get the truck behind the pace car in 15 minutes. Um, it's going around three laps 
And I'm, I look at him, I go, who's driving? He goes, you. My heart freaking fell out of my chest. Oh. I was like, me? Yeah. I, I, mean, I was super excited, but I wasn't expecting it. Right. I had never ridden on a track my life. So I'm like, here we go, man. This is it. You know, so now everything's going through my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, here we go. So Rob gets in the truck with me and we pull behind the uh, and these guys take this stuff seriously, man, on the track with everything. I mean, you know, the, the, the amount of insurance they got to have and, and what they had to pay and all this stuff to get out on the, on the track and everything. We just, you know, we're just we're there and we're like, all right, here we go. So I pull the truck up. And uh, he puts me in an area where I got to make like a 13 point turn to get onto the track. And I'm like, dude, you got to put me somewhere else, man. This is a bad truck. So I'm like, can I back it up next to the uh, one of the uh, Indy hauler trucks, the new Silverados they have there for the track? And he's like, yeah. So I go to put it in and the truck stalls. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God, man, my heart dropped. I'm like, dude, dude, my luck, this thing's going to stall going on the track. You know, things never stalled in its life. And it stalls right before it's going on the track. I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. And then my heart's, like, pumping. They get the guys with the, uh, you know, the what are they, the markers that, like, they use at the airport to, to bring the planes in. They, so they're with the flags and everything. So they bring it in. They're like, come on out. So we hit the track. And uh, they, they were telling us on the track with the pace cars, you've got to keep it under 100. It's like 90 on the straightaway and 60 or 70 on the turns or whatever. And we're like, okay, whatever. You know, we're just glad to be here. So we get it out there. These guys are hauling, man. They're doing, they're doing over 100. We're going around. And these turns come up so fast. On, on an oval track, on this track, there's eight turns. It looks like a square, but it's eight turns. So each corner has two turns. It's weird. And uh, they come up fast, man. And it was just unbelievable. And I, if you watch the video on YouTube, you could hear me saying, do you feel the truck sliding out from under us? Like the ASM was, was sliding out. And it was just amazing. But uh, everything worked out. Didn't stall. Nothing. It ran strong. We were doing probably about 90 to 100. And um, we uh, get back. And we're just on cloud nine. Everybody that were in the stands and everything were coming up to the truck. They're like, well, what's in there? Turbine engine? What is that? A jet engine? <laughs> what's under the hood of that thing because it was whistling it was bouncing off the walls so people were like going crazy for it so at this point um you know it's it's about six seven o'clock at night and uh we're like all right let's uh let's bring the truck back to the where the trailer is and you know we pulled it out of the museum and we're bringing it back and we're getting ready to pull it into the trailer um because during the big race they don't have room for anything so they 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 shut everything down for the race because there's 400,000 people that come. The Super Bowl out here is like 70,000 people. 400,000 people is unbelievable. Wow. I've never seen anything like it in my life. So <laughs> I didn't want the truck to be, you know, ramp, you know, rampage with the with people all over it and everything. So we were like, let's put it in a trailer and everything. And, you know, let's see if maybe we could display it the next day with Doug or whatever. And, we're getting ready to put it in a trailer and my phone rings and it's Doug. And he's like, Hey man, you want to bring the truck to the pagoda, meet me there at seven o'clock and uh, we'll take it around for a couple of laps and we'll do a photo shoot at the, uh, on the, on the yard of bricks. 
Uh, Are you kidding me? I'm like, just when you think it can't get any better, I'm like, hell yeah, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So we meet Doug and he's like, he pulls up in his vet and um, he's like, all right, follow me. We go out there and uh, I had Dave, the professor in the car with me. And uh, we get, we get out there and he goes, if you watch a video, there's another video on YouTube. And, and he comes up to me and he's like, all right, he goes, well, let's just do a, pre- a precautionary lap because there's people working on the track right now. I mean, that's a huge no-no to be driving on the track when people are working on it and everything. So he gets in and we go, we get on the track and, and when you're watching it, you could see somebody working, painting the wall with a white Silverado. And as soon as he passes the, the guy working, he just gets on it. We're, we, we get up on it and we're doing, we're doing like 130, 130 something. I don't know what it was. We were flying, man. I was like, holy crap, man. Unbelievable. So we go around and then we pass the pagoda again. And they're setting up the, uh, the, the stage for Danica Patrick the next day for the, uh, for the, for the whole correspondence thing or whatever on NBC, whatever. So the stage is right there on the starting line. So we're, he slows down, we go past that, and everybody's looking like, what the hell are you guys doing, you know? You're not supposed to be on the track. So we go around again, and we're doing another 130 miles per hour. I mean, just flying. And uh, we pull over, and, and uh, we're just like, oh, my God, I'm freaking out, you know? And he's just like, yeah, take all the time you want. And I'm like, dude, this guy has to deal with celebrities right now and, and race car drivers. and Everybody in racing is there this week. And that night, and I'm like, he's just hanging out, no pressure to leave, you know. And we're just like taking a million pictures of the truck and talking. And he's like, yeah, bring it, bring it by my my trailer. He's got like a huge tour bus thing. He's like, park it there tonight. He goes, it'll be safe. I'm like, all right, cool, man. Go over there. We're talking to his kids and his wife and everything. And he's just like, ah. he's like I ain't sleeping tonight. He's like, you know, we got a ton to do and everything. And we experienced the race and it was unbelievable. I've never, you know, there's something magical about Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I mean, it, it, the place is, the first race was in 1911, 108 years of racing there. It, it, there's just something magical. And yeah. we had so many people coming up to us and talking and all these prominent race car drivers and everything. And, they were just like, I had a guy come up to me. He's like, yeah, I used to wash this truck for Wayne Leary. He's like, yeah, when, when they gave it to him, I used to go over there. and I used to wash it for him all the time. I used to work for a race team. And, and you know, I remember this truck. And he used to live right in the trailer park, right behind the, uh, the you know, for, he bought a lion. I'm like, what? Yeah, he bought a lion. He had the truck in the trailer and he bought a lion. <laughs> I'm like, what? Like the stories. <laughs> the stories we've heard were, were just amazing so yeah I, i've been to the track uh for like uh, speed week but i've never been there for the race and even when i went there just walking down gasoline alley and all the history that was made down in that place it is it is mind-blowing it's it's hard to capture it all because it's so surreal i can't imagine your experience being able to do what you did but that's bucket list type stuff there it, it is. And to have the tires of that truck on that track and to be, yeah. you know, it, it was just, it was amazing. Like even now when I get in my Silverado or Tahoe and I'm driving down the street, I was driving my daughter to school or, not, or somewhere the other day and I'm 
I'm driving and I just can't stop smiling. I, I'm, I, I keep thinking of the track. Like I'm, I'm anytime I drive, I feel like I'm on the track. Like I'm like just feeling that feeling again. And, and it was just amazing. It was so amazing to have that experience. And, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, a lot, not a lot of people get to drive that track on their, in their own stuff, you know, and this and that. And we were just like, just so thankful, to, you know, and uh, to, to be able to have that opportunity, but it, everything just, went so right it, it got better and better and better and it was just amazing and to have the truck signed by bobby unser and to have pictures of it on the track just solidified the whole the whole idea of the truck and what it stood for and everything so it really made that truck special to us and you know it was just amazing well you and i let, let's go out we'll relive that uh how about you me like maybe two o'clock in the morning we hit the durango curve <laughs> I'll do it. Man. You know I'll I will. do it. I'll do it. I'll tell you what, those four point harnesses make you feel safe, man. They give you they give you a set of nuts, man. You feel invincible <laughs> with those things on. <laughs> you, you know, when I watched the YouTube video, you know what shocked me the most is how nasty that thing sounds. Oh, you know, I, I've seen it in the booth, and I, you know, I see, oh yeah, it's got the supercharger and everything. And like, yeah, yeah. You look at it, and you go, this thing ought to ought to run pretty good. And then you hear it, and it's like, this thing ain't no joke. This thing's a no. serious machine. At Dino's yeah. party, when you pulled in, I mean, that that was a packed, a huge packed party, and you know, it it's loud. You know, people are talking. There's music, all kinds of stuff going on. Joe pulled in. That whole place went quiet. <laughs> It was like it's like somebody lifted the needle off a record. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I pulled the Dino because that's what Dino will do. He'll pull up to a car show and shut it down in a minute. The only problem is Dino was at his own show, so he couldn't do it. So I had to do it for him. That's right. you know, we were, I was telling him the other day we were laughing. We were in Vegas. I go, I had to pull a Dino, man. I said somebody had to do it because he'll do that at every show. He'll pull up and shut it down. He'll, he'll hard park his stuff you know, and break all the rules anywhere, you know, he'll park his stuff wherever he wants. And, uh, you know, it was, it was funny because, uh, it, it, I, I, I was pulling out my daughter and she's like, they're running through the bushes. And, and I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I didn't even know where to park. I'm like, where's, where, you know, I'm going to park, park it by, uh, Los's booth. You know, and we went around and it was funny cause they were following us around the, around the thing. And then when we parked it, it was so cool to see the reaction, you know, it, it, I, you know, I, I'm, I work out of my house and I'm in this office every day and I, I get blinders on and you just don't see it until you go out in public and, and the people and the, and the response and even with the brand, it's like, wow, you know, people really like it, you know, and it's just, it, it, it humbles me tremendously. Like when I see that and it's just like, wow, man, I get like emotional. It's like, these people, you know, they, they really appreciate it, you know, what we're doing here. And it, it just makes you want to keep doing it. And that's why we, we continue to do what we do because of that. And that's awesome. Because I mean, you and we, uh, an ongoing thing the past few episodes here, we, we keep getting in this conversation where we get jaded. You know, you're surrounded by really cool cars all the time. You go to these big events and it's million plus dollar builds. And after a while, it doesn't matter what somebody builds, and you kind of look at it and you go, "Yeah, yeah, another car." Yours, what's yeah, what's great about it is you have that passion that never goes away, and kind of rekindles it in me. And and I I can't say thanks enough for that. 
because you know you took something that for me for the longest time was kind of a dead passion you know it was, it was just a day job and i i listen to you talk about it and i see you get excited about it and when i see your truck at a you know a show or like dino's party where it's you know eight to ten people deep around the thing dude that that's the coolest thing because that takes me right back to what got me into this so if that's i don't why say we thank do you enough thank you well, thank you for what you do because you're the one that gives me the vision for, you know, putting this stuff on paper and these renderings are what bring this stuff alive. It gives us the vision of, of what it is. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, car guys getting together and putting their passion together. And it, it, it's just something magical about that. You know, it's it's awesome. No doubt. Thank you, man. Always thanks for the opportunities, man. And uh we do we have a hell of a group out here i would i would venture to say oh, nothing against you two guys being from southern california which is the birthplace of it all i'm gonna go on record and say the arizona the, the core community out here is insanely passionate you guys have a tighter community i mean you guys have a family a fraternity whereas we're a little bit uh got a lot of different factions and we kind of meet up at certain places but it's not like what you guys do and I'm jealous of what you guys do, to be honest with you. Well, we got to get you out here. <laughs> Alex and I talk about that a lot. You know, we talk about it all the time. There's always something going on in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, there's always one guy that's like, that hey, we're all going to get together and we're going to go cruise somewhere. Or, we're all going to get together and we're all going to do this. And it's a bunch of friends out having fun. I mean, it's like, that's the way it's supposed to be. It you know, is. to sit around and just kind of, you know, talk about stuff and not do anything. I mean, you got to get those things out and turn those wheels and get those engines running and go. Right. And that's what I like about yeah. you guys, man. I love it when I see the Arizona guys come over like to the Grand National or come over to the Roadster Show or come over to a good guys. I love it. That's like, man, this is the way it's supposed to be. You got to put miles on them, man. Yeah, you, gotta, you know. Yeah, I love it, I, man. It's great. And people yeah. give me a hard time with this truck. Of uh, you know, we had to tow it. We towed it to Vegas and we towed it to Indy, of course. But it was, I wanted to drive it to Vegas to LS Fest so bad, and it was like, I, it, you know, my luck. You know, I'll, I'll wreck this thing and I'll lose the opportunity of a lifetime for Indy. You know, and it was for me. It was like after Indy, I'm gonna drive the wheels off this thing because. You know, we got the picture on the on the on the brickyard, you know, but it's right. like I built the truck to drive it. You know, that's why we put the functionality with the cell phone and the cell phone holders and the USB cords and the trunk, the waterproof trunk. And, you know, it was because we wanted the functionality of a truck that we could get in and do hot rod power tour, drive it across state lines with no problems, you know. Yeah. And that's that, you know, I think people should build these things to drive them. I know when you got shows and you have SEMA and you have this and that, you don't want to risk the rock chip or whatever. And that's understandable. But after that, drive it. And I'm still amazed, though. This is such a dumb thing to think back to. Was it last year at this time that truck was sitting over at Hubcaps? It was just a bare cab and bare metal with the firewall filled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it boggles it was, my mind. It was uh, stressful, stressful times to get that to where it was. You know, it took it took a village, man. And, and you know, it, 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 I do the designing and the marketing and then, you know, Rob will do the wiring and this and that. And, you know, you got Charles doing the motor work and you got, you know, it, it, it's so, so many people involved. People don't understand how many people it takes to pull something like that off. And it's, you know, it's getting the best of the best out there and getting the best from them, 
you know, whether it's in the rendering or whether it's in the wiring or, or whatever, you know, powder coating, it, it, it's, it's getting the right group of people together and, uh, you know, and, and, and doing it. And, and that's, you know, it, it, it is definitely a stressful venture, but the outcome is so worth it because we would never in a million years dream we'd be driving the Indy track the day before the race. I mean, and meeting, you know, so many incredible people and building lifelong relationships because of a truck that we built in our backyard. I mean, come on, we built this in our yard. We're not builders. We don't have a shop, you know, like, you know, like these people have, you know, we built it in our yard and here we are on the Indy 500. So it's, you know, these guys that are out there that are building their trucks, don't give up on that. You know, we, we, we use a, a, a Harbor Freight sandblasting cabinet and we use it all the time and we built half the truck with, with doing parts and making different finishes and stuff like that. You know, it, it's, it's, it's using what you have and using your imagination and, you know, being a leader, not, not following trends and stuff, doing what you like and what you want and not worry about the guy who's going to critique your stuff. You know, just do the best you can at it. And nobody could pick that apart. That's a great That's attitude. That's what it's about, man. And yep. Dude, I hope that whoever's listening to this gets that. And I got to tell you, speaking of not being worried about a critique, when we were at the SEMA show, what was it, Tuesday night? We were cruising around doing the uh, the judging for BASF. You were with Chip Foose and... Uh, it brought Chip and Carson and the gang over. Carson, yeah. And... Uh, I got to tell you, when we first rode past, we're cruising by on our carts, and Chip slams on the brakes. <laughs> he looks over <laughs> the truck, he goes, that's really cool. I said, oh, I said, we got to go back there. I got something for you back at the truck. And we started talking about it. We stopped on the next aisle, and he gave us a really good tour of the imposter that he built. But, man, you know, you go from looking at what he did on that car, which was cut every panel in a million different ways, to have him go from walking us through that car to maybe 20 minutes later, we're back there looking at your truck. And he's like a kid in a candy store. You know, he kept looking at that truck and going over it and pointing out little stuff. And All the flaws. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, he actually, he, no. actually likes he dug it. If anybody's going to spot him, it's Chip. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, let's put it know. this way. I'm not going to say what car in the judging he literally walked up to gave the greatest insult I've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> and was going to walk back away from now. These are the cars that were chosen as like the best of, you know, companies best at that show. And he was running around your truck. Like I said, like a kid in a candy store. And it was awesome to see him. There was genuine excitement and he was really into that's it. Huge. That's huge. I mean, that's a lot. And then the box. Little... Remember when you handed him the box? Lost his marbles. Lost his mind. <laughs> you guys killed it with the box. I mean, that, that oh. thing. I mean, I still get pee. I had Bobby Unser sign one. And yes. Robbie, his son. And, I mean, it, it, it's just, I got it sitting right here on my desk. I mean, it's just I it's put so it cool, too. man. It's so cool, man. I can't get over the boxes, man. It's like, it makes me want to make a model now. And, and uh, so when I was doing those and we were talking back and forth, and I was like, I got to put a thing on the front that says T-shirt inside. So nobody got confused. Yes. Thank you. But that didn't, that didn't, didn't work. No. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling, I tell people we got a toy coming out, but it's, it's not, 
it's not a model and it's you know it, it's going to be a little hot wheels um but w to to do the model people don't understand it's it's hundreds of thousands of dollars in tooling for all to make each little part and it, it's you know a lot of stuff's getting done overseas today a lot of the the, comp the model companies got bought out so we would love if anybody out there knows anybody in in Revell or anything like that that can pitch that or get us in contact with somebody that would make this truck a reality in the model world, we it'd be awesome. We know somebody that way, guys. Yeah, possibly that'd be huge. Brian knows people. He sure we, does. We may just make that happen. Um, yeah, either that or we'll just find some guy who's got you know a spare ferro arm laying around. We can just scan every inch of that truck. Yeah. Yeah, we did SSO one for M2 machine um, at the SEMA garage a couple of years ago, and that right. was really cool. Um, that ferro arm is amazing. Um, yeah. they, 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 I mean, that truck, top to bottom, they put it on a lift, and for six hours straight, um, most accurate, unbelievable design of that truck came out. And uh, we should have it in September in 4,000 Walmart stores. Um, August, September, they should be releasing them. I'm only going to buy one, or is O2 also going to happen? What was that? It's just O1 is going to come out, or is O1 no, and O2? All six of our trucks. Oh. Uh, we got Green Beans, Ivy League. We got Farmers Tan. We got um, <laughs> uh, SSO1, SSO2. And then uh, what else? There's a couple more trucks. Uh, Ivy League. Yeah. I'm laughing at the name Farmer's Tan. <laughs> Farmer's Tan. You ever see that truck? It's tan and white. Great truck. <laughs> it's That's tan awesome. and white. One of our followers, we asked everybody, what do we name this truck? Because it's an 8,000-mile stock truck. It's beautiful. And I, I I couldn't come up with a name with it. Man. You know, And I put it out there, and one of the, one of the followers goes farmer's tan and I, I about fell off my chair, man. I go, that's Perfect. it right there, man. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, they're doing six of our trucks and then they're doing a couple of super chase vehicles that they only do they're doing ten thousand of each truck. Uh it's a Walmart exclusive and then uh they're doing a, a super chase of SS01 and SSO two and you're only running two hundred and fifty of those. So it'll be really cool to have um those and uh we're going to be getting the, the super chase of sso2 because we're still promoting that truck but uh to do, do a, a larger scale one of that truck would be awesome the yeah. 125th of that truck we got okay let's that's on my list we're gonna we're gonna start reaching out this week that'd be awesome man let's i think it would be a, a great toy you know the the color combo and everything and you know mm -hmm. it, 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 i was talking to the somebody at Indy for licensing, temporary licensing for the logo for uh, maybe the super chases or whatever. But yeah, it's just, you know, all the red tape you got to go through with this stuff is crazy, man. You know? Well, let us know on, uh, if you need the help with that too, uh, we'll get you in touch with Carson. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, we appreciate family. it. Yeah. Well, now, now speaking of marketing and stuff, what I do want to talk to you about, as well is uh your brand square body, square body syndicate man you have turned something that was really really like a a background kind of a cottage thing into a 
a full-blown respected known brand Let, let's let's talk a little bit about the genesis of that you know i i just like to tell people we were in the right place at the right time you know it was it, you know i i'll never forget i was taking pictures um i remember dell was the posting stuff on instagram i'm like what is that he was like ah it's this new app ig you know instagram and he would do these like cool borders around the pictures back then they had like these like uh like polaroid borders and stuff yeah, the and borders plus could... the early filters it was like what three yeah, filters, early filters <laughs> and sepia and all that stuff they had on there and i was like man he made his pictures look so cool with that app and i'm like so i got instagram and and sam got it and you know all of us got it in the, in the group here and we started playing with it and uh, i'm like i need to come up with a name i want to post my um my trucks so it was it was like 11 o'clock at night and i'm laying i'm laying in bed my wife was in the other room and i'm like square body syndicate and she's like what i'm like that's the name square body syndicate <laughs> and she's like go back to bed you know and I, I get up and i go in the other room and i start securing it i go on facebook instagram.com i i go on i get the website i secure it across the board Smart. next morning I'm like, uh, I started posting pictures on it of, of all the truck. I had like six or seven square bodies in the yard. I start posting pics and everything. And people are like, they start like, Hey man, that, that name's cool. You should make a shirt, you know, um, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I got to come up with a logo. And that's, that's when I called you and, uh, you, you called me and I changed you, the name three times. <laughs> you were like enough with these square bodies man give it up they suck. it'll they never catch anything. on they'll never catch on <laughs> stick with cadillacs like you need <laughs> love truck life you're like, it's so hard oh you were so mad at me you're like i i'm not even wasting my time with this I'm oh like, just come, come on, on. Please, please, please. This please that was and no joke that logo is like, that's like my nike swoosh you know i'm gonna look back on that at the end of my career Dude, and somebody, so. the date was 8 19 2003 that's one crap that's uh, when that logo was created and and the instagram and and all that and uh dude it, when we we rolled that logo out it, man we we couldn't keep shirts and hats in stock for a minute i mean it was it blew up overnight and that's it, that's the end of the story with that. I mean, it went, it went from a hobby that turned into a business organically. And man, we were just blown away. It was just crazy. I and, had sent you a, a page of comps that I did on the plane when I was heading to Detroit uh, when I was blogging for Dodge. Sitting on the plane, coming up with square body syndicate logos. Yes. Guy next to me, he's going, What do you want? What the hell is a square body syndicate? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Yeah, yeah I, I remember harassing you. I was like, "Come on, make, make change this, change that. Can you can you do this?" And and you're like, "You made me like fifteen logos for the brand. I haven't even. I only well, we only rolled out like four of them, and every one of them is just as good as the original one. I mean, yeah. it it was crazy what you came out with. Well, thanks. The GMC man. versions, all the uh, all the GMC scripts and stuff. God, we did like one for every generation. 
Yeah, 81, 87. I mean, I got to roll those out one day with your permission, obviously, you know, to show people. Would love to, you know, show everybody what you've, all those sketches from from the beginning. It was cool, man. But that logo made us, you know, made the brand. I mean, that logo is what, what got us where we are today, man. That's, it was a huge part. Huge. That's awesome, and I'm, I'm happy to have been part of that. And thank you again, dude. Once again, thank yeah, you thank for the you. opportunity, man. And thank you, thank you for doing that. And I just always felt bad when giving us we a were, chance. We were in the process of that, and it was like, man, can you do this? I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'm in. I'm on the way to the airport to go here. I'll get it when I land. <laughs> I and know. I, I remember know. hauling stuff like sketchbooks with me when I was on the road. We needed it. Remember, we were doing the History Channel thing. We were doing a Lambert auction, and oh, we were invited shit. out to do the History Channel uh, Wheels of Fortune, Sam and I. And That's I wanted the shirt for the show, and I needed the logo. Oh, and God. you were like, dude, I'm traveling, man. I'm like, I need the shirts. We're leaving this week. <laughs> you were like, oh, my God, you're killing me. Remember that? I don't know. I made like four shirts. I gave one to Delmo and one to Sam, and, and I had one. It was like a blue and a gray shirt with the with the mustard color logo, yep. and we wore it, and, and uh, it made the cut. It was on the, the History Channel on that three-hour special, and that was the first shirt made with the logo, the number one logo. Oh, man, it's, and I tell you, one of those, I think the logo for that shirt, this is stupid history if this ever comes up. Maybe, maybe this will be a Trivial Pursuit question someday. <laughs> That final artwork was made in a Hampton Inn just outside of Detroit. <laughs> and you were not happy. I was I was tired. I, it wasn't that I mean I know I get moody as shit. Oh yeah. It was oh, good yeah. though. It was worth it. It was worth it. And thank oh, you. Yeah, but thank uh you. yeah, so, it's funny, man. I laugh when I think about it. That's awesome history, man. And just being part of that is a really cool thing. So let me ask you then. So, growing that brand, and I mean, you know, you start off. You, you had an idea for an Instagram page. You make a few T-shirts. What's the next step for the brand? It it suddenly explodes and becomes popular enough that people ask you for shirts and stuff. Well, we we are, um, you know, we're in the parts business, and that's a whole nother thing. You know, after SEMA. Uh, 2015, um, we made, uh, we had Dakota digital make us a gauge cluster and, uh, after SEMA, every time we posted a picture of SSO one's gauge cluster, Scott Johnson would get calls for people ordering them. And he called me up. He's like, what do you want me to do, man? He's like, every time you post a picture, I get phone calls of people wanting to order this thing. What do you want? I'm like, sell it to him. He's like, you, you know, you need to get into parts business. And then you know, talking with Reno at Accuary, he's like, dude, you need to get into parts business, man. That word syndicate, everybody wants that word on their truck, man, you know? And I'm like, ah, I don't know if I want to deal with that and this and that. And we're doing, we, you know, we do plenty of hats and shirts, the part. And I had someone else tell me again, and I'm like, all right. So I went back to Scott Johnson and I said, all right, let's make, you know, 10 gauge clusters or whatever and we'll sell them. But I'm like, you know, you got, these things are like, a, you know, almost a thousand dollars. And a lot of these people they're that's what they pay for their trucks, man. You know, they're not going to buy a thousand dollar gauge cluster or whatever. And we sold, we couldn't keep them in stock and it was unbelievable. <laughs> and it, we, everybody was amazed. 
we're, we sold so many so fast and it, it hasn't stopped. And we got into the parts business and, you know, um, we built a truck, you know, for the brand, you know, and, uh, this is our second truck. And now we want to build a four wheel drive and, 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 and just, you know, cater to the four wheel drive market and the Cummings and Duramax diesel market. Uh, we got a crew cab that we added three and a half inches to and shortened the bed to a seven foot bed. And we, we were, we're doing that right now. And, um, we have a van, we got a creeper van, uh, that we're, we're going to do for the brand, put an LS in it. (laughs) Yeah. We got a blue one now. So that's, that's one where we got rid of the white one and we're going to build the blue one eventually. But the, the thing is, is just to stay relevant. And that's the hardest thing to do today with, the generations, you know, these trucks are three generations, man, 15 years and three generations can identify this truck with their past. And that's, you know, like I said, being in the right place at the right time with these trucks. Um, I just think it, you know, it, it, it all worked out well, but to keep it going, you just got to stay relevant and just build cool stuff and, and just bring, good people together and, and just keep it going. You know, we, the brand is for the people, man, to where they're, they're a part, when they buy a shirt and a hat or a decal, they're a part of something. It shows that they're, you know, they appreciate that body style and they're part of it, you know, and we want them to be a part of the syndicate. They are the syndicate. We're not the syndicate. They're the syndicate. So it's, it's, you know, it's, it's making people feel like they're a part of something, um, you know, and, and, and we want to keep it alight. We get people all the time say, Hey, I want to start a chapter in, in Alaska or California or Texas. And we don't want it to be a club. We want it to be family oriented, uh, you know, where everybody has the same interest and, and, and it's a lifestyle. It's not a, not a club. It's a lifestyle. So when you put that shirt on, you're part of the syndicate and the lifestyle and everything else. I, I guess that's the best way I can explain it, but you know, I, I think that it'll always be around. It's one of those brands that I hope that, you know, 40, 50 years from now, I could, you know, if I'm still around, I could walk a swap meet and see one of my old shirts walking by or an old sticker or something like that, you know, an old M2 machine car and a pile of other ones, you know, it, it's to see that and be like, oh man, you know, what a cool memory or, you know, it's cool to see that. Some guy's going to come up to you holding one of the t-shirt boxes and go, why isn't there a model in here? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happens at least once a week. (laughs) (laughs) It's never going to change. We made twice as many boxes as we made models. Sorry you didn't get a model in yours. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's like like my goal now is to make the model. Gonna have oh, to fun, you know. figure this out, or just why don't you put a random model of something else in there? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, oops, <laughs> or just oh, seal them all okay. up and say they're worth nothing if you open them. So they shake it, you know, they don't know what's in there. <laughs> <laughs> just put a bunch of plastic, a couple of pieces <laughs> of Tupperware, maybe a few yeah, don't, break the, don't break the seal. <laughs> <laughs> but so, what, what I've noticed about you guys, you know, with the brand and the lifestyle that you guys have created. How many offshoots of guys, regular guys, trying to look to do something similar? I don't. I've noticed a bunch of it. I see. You know, I'm out. And I see guys with you know C10 this, C10 that. You know, all different types of C10 titles and names. 
And I got to think that it was all because of your idea, how you've kind of hatched this idea to the regular guy to go, you know something? I think I'm going to give this a shot myself. Yeah, I, I love it. I see it out, out there in these apparel brands. You know, I, I think that it, it's a lot harder than people think. I, uh-huh. I think the only reason why we made it as far as we did is uh, we were able to get the street cred to where the build is what made people want to wear our stuff where they said, man, you know, that truck, that truck is cool. I want, I want something that's associated with that. I want to wear something that, you know, that has to do with that truck or whatever to where that street cred is what, what made the people buy what they bought from us over the, over the years in the volumes that they did. And, and on top of that, we, we only do small runs of stuff. So when it's gone, it's gone. We'll never rerun anything um, unless it's a staple product. We have a handful of things that will, will always be there. But they're like all our small stuff, people collect them. They'll buy two or three of each and they'll put one on the shelf and wear the other two hats, you know, because they know we, if they like it, they buy it because it's not coming back. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's there's a value in that. And then uh, the, the the quality of the builds is what I think solidifies our brand with putting our brand with a high quality there. So, you know, there's there's apparel brands out there and then there's lifestyle brands like true lifestyle brands to where, you know, we get in our trucks and we'll go up and and, you know, let's say we go up to Prescott and, you know, smoke cigars and have lunch or whatever, and then cruise down the hill and do the switchbacks and stuff. And that's a day out. And I want people to go out and, and do things like that with the boys, you know, or, or with the families and, and go out and enjoy these trucks and, 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 and have that experience with the lifestyle of what we do and, and really enjoy their stuff. You know, I tell people, it's like, you know, everybody's like in these scenes, you know, they get like, oh, man, look at this guy's truck. And why do you do that? And I, say, I, I tell them, I'm like, look, man, that's what makes him happy. Don't knock anybody's stuff. He built that the way he what makes him happy and what he likes. Don't ever knock it, you know, and, and it's the same thing. I build what I, I like. And if somebody knocks it, they, they have their opinion. But it's like, look, man, we're all we all enjoy the same thing. And we all have the same love, you know, so let's embrace that instead of knocking other people's stuff. It's like it, it drives me nuts, man, when I hear that when people walk by. And, oh, God, look at the welds on there. Why would he put those wheels on? And it's like, dude, because he likes them, man. And it makes him happy. Right. You know, so like just let it let it go. You know, it's just it's crazy, man. You know, but it's people forget. Like, look, we have a lot in common. You know, when I go like my daughter's you know, a uh, swim team or whatever you, you go and you meet these dads and you're, you're trying to have small talk. I got nothing in common with these guys. A lot of them, you know, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. they want to talk about golf or baseball. Or what, and I'm like, dude, the conversation ends quick. And it's like, these guys forget, look, we all have something major in common and we could talk for hours and bond. And, you know, cause we all have the same love for the same thing, especially the truck community. You know, we all have memories in these trucks and we're hot rodding them out. We're having fun. And it's like, look, don't take that for granted, man, because, you know, I'll bet you they have the same issues I do with other dads not getting along with them because you got nothing in common. Yeah. You know, that's it. I never got along with the bro dads. I mean, so many of those they'd hang out and I, I just 
Yeah, I couldn't talk golf. Yeah. I didn't care, but it was always great because I pulled it. So what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I design hot rods. All of a sudden, it went from being like, he's the standoff guy to he's the cool dad. He's, he's the broke dad, but he's the cool dad. <laughs> <laughs> Either but, you, you get it or you know, you know, it's, it's in our blood, man, you know. And you guys, like, even in the earliest days with that group when it was starting to kind of come together, one of my fondest memories was, God, I'm trying to think of how old or how young my oldest was at the time. <laughs> we're at the good guys show. You guys are having your little cookout right in the middle of the row. And, uh, <laughs> you know, what this is going. oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> your son <laughs> made, made the boy into a man that day with, uh, some of the hottest peppers in the universe that he, and the kid's like, oh yeah, put some of those on the hot dog. <laughs> Joe's like, Said, you, you sure? sure you want these? And that kid muscled them down just to prove he could do it. Oh yeah. He was, he turned beet red and sweat and <laughs> profusely and he actually, he finished it, but he, he walked away three car de- cars down and did it in his own little space because he was just, he was dying. They were, that was a mix of like habanero and uh, some kind of like hybrid one-off, like oh, out of Mexico pepper that somebody gave me and we fried them up. And uh, that's the thing. We like the sausage and peppers and the, you know, and the hot dogs and, and you know, at the car show and, my old man was there and you know, we, we, we can't make it any hotter for him. And your son came up and I'm like, are you sure you want these? He's like, yeah. Okay. I looked at you, Brian, and you're like, go ahead, give it to him. All right. It's on him. All right. Yeah. Make that little bastard pay. Now. (laughs) It was was funny. The hallucinations on the way home were great. (laughs) Yeah. I was 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 talking to his new pet elephant that uh, he had made and, uh, Screaming about the demons having his legs. It was pretty awesome, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That's the way to do it. And, you know, we got away from that. I was just telling Sam the other day. I'm like, you know, I really miss going to good guys and sitting in the grass and setting up a tent and throw, pulling the barbecue out and just relaxing. It's like we haven't done that, you know, in so many years because everything's corporate now. It's like, oh, we got to set up a booth. We got to be here. We got to be there. You know, it's like. What happened to going to the grass and just enjoying where it all started, you know? It's it like, out. man, I got to get back to that, man. Like, I yearn for that just to, like, go and take anything out into the grass and, and uh, just sit back and look at it, you know, and just in, enjoy friends and, and uh, you know, just talking trucks. I miss it, man. Got to get back to that. Maybe that's the next move. You, you got to come it up is. and see. We need a we need something that's alliterative. Okay, you got Square Body Syndicate. We need something for grass. We you can have like the grass guys because I'm sure that's taken yeah. already by some you know dispensary somewhere. <laughs> we got to pull like a like just like a little party in the middle of good guys on grass and just have everybody come by and feed them. Just something you know, just to bring it back. Heck you know, yeah. cause that's what it's all about. That's the roots, man. You know, it's like going to the car show. I love car shows. I love swap meets. <laughs> I love junkyard. Like, I love that stuff. Like that stuff gets me excited, man. I could spend a day in a junkyard. And oh yeah. Be so happy. I could spend a day at swap meets. I, 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 I think I've gone to every single one of them. I, I very rarely miss one. I love them, man. It's like finding treasure, yep. you know, and then, and then going to car shows, man. 
I get inspiration. I get to talk to people. I get to look at what, what people are doing. And I love it, man. You know, it's just something about it, pulling your chair out and sitting by your truck and people coming up and wanting to talk about it. And it's like, yeah, you know, we got something in common. You know, you think that's cool. I think it's cool too. Let's talk, you know, I love you know, it, man. We, we need to do when uh, we get Alex and Brad back in town, we'll all get together as a group. We'll do a junkyard crawl. Oh, oh my God. It'd be so dude. much fun. Oh yeah. It'd be so much fun. We have a blast. We go to junkyard. We have so much fun. Dude, I live for that. Alex and I, that's, that's, yeah, our, that's how we built our drugs. I mean, yeah, we're, we're not catalog guys for the most <laughs> part. We like, we like diving through wrecking yards. Oh yeah. It's like for, uh, you find stuff and you're like, Oh my God. You know, yeah. how'd, they, how'd they miss this or why exactly. didn't they take this? <laughs> yeah. We got I some wrecking yard stories that, yeah, we could write a book. <laughs> I got a guy at the junkyard. He calls me he's on speed dial. I'm like, dude, let me know any square bites come in, you know, call me. He'll hit me up. He's like, I got one. Just came in. Get down here now. Yeah. I get down there and there's like 10 guys on it. I'm like, get away. Get away. It's like birds it's on a carcass, man. They're just like pecking away at it. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy, man. I love it. I yeah. love it. We have fun. It's it's good. You feel like you you won something when you leave the junkyard and you got some. And it's like so cheap versus, you know, you just feel so good coming home from the junkyard with a unfortunately those days are so hard to get now because yeah. you know remember back when a lot of those 73 to 87s that place was loaded with them not you anymore. know and then now they've disappeared now they're all mid 90s and early 2000s you know yeah, we, all we're two, interested yeah. in is the engines in them now pretty much that's about it sheet metal man you know these trucks rusted out from the factory so the oh, yeah. sheet metal is like yeah. i go to swap meets and i try to buy up as much sheet metal as i can it's like crazy I, Right. Yeah. You being from back east and me being from the Midwest, I remember those things. Uh, you never saw one without the rear fenders or rear bed sizes rotted to pieces. Yeah. They recalled them. They would give you that actual section at the dealership. <laughs> yeah. It was like a four well, inch Brian rip knows that too. went New over. York guy. Yeah. Yeah. I had an 82 pickup that was such a rot box. <laughs> and you I, couldn't even use it as a winter car. It was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad used to joke about that truck because by the time we got done he's like well he says you always wanted a corvette right i'm like hey because you're two-thirds of the way there man it's half glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much glass in that truck there I, that's why i can only i i can never buy one painted you know guys like oh yeah it's gonna repaint oh, i'm out because yeah. i know man those things are packed with bondo man yep. they just they rust it out you never buy a repaint uh, uh, on those 73 to 76 at least because you're 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 rolling the dice big time you're, you're feeling around that wheel opening it. you're like i don't remember the wheel opening being four inches thick uh, when did they put sheet metal screws up in the wheel opening <laughs> oh, well, that was a kansas only chair. truck <laughs> yeah. oh my god so obviously okay you got a lot of cool stuff coming out um You've got more parts coming out. You've got the uh, the diecast cars coming out. What else is on the horizon for Square Body Syndicate coming up in late 2019? You know, we have the um, we have the the crew cab the, the, with the Cummins in it, right with the uh, with the uh, extended cab and uh, the shortened bed. So that's going to be just uh, like our out of state cruiser and stuff like that. Um, 
tow our trailer if we need to. Um, we're doing that for the brand. Um, we're doing, you know, we, we got the van. I'd like to build the van and make it like a little, like bespoke, like has the shirts and hats in it and everything. You just pull it, slide the door open and it's like freaking instant store, you know, something like that would be really cool. And then the, um, I got a, a, a full convert blazer that I want to just make it look like a stomper. I want to put 44s on it and just make it look like a toy. I mean, just, you know, I took my daughter, I had one, I took her out in the desert and I sold it. She's like, why'd you do that? I had so much fun. I'm like, you couldn't tell me that last week. I sold it, you know, <laughs> and now I had to find another one. And, and they just like, they triple in price every week. I, it's like, I couldn't believe how, how much these things are going for the 73 to 75 blazers. Yep. So I ended up finding one from my, my buddy Mitch out in Cali hooked me up with a, with a friend of his and I found a rust free 73, uh, with no motor in it. And, I, and he had everything but the motor and trans, which I was fine with because I was either going to LS it or put a big block and it had the eight lug axles and everything with the eight and a half inch lift kit. I'm like, this is perfect. But now if I put 44s on it, I got to cut the fenders and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to do that. So now I'm just trying to figure out what to do with that. But we definitely want to do a four wheel drive. Um, you know, and then we got the toy coming out. We'd love to have a model come out. Uh, we've got some cool stuff coming out with the, with the apparel. Um, <laughs> always trying to stay cutting edge on that. That's it right now. You know, um, we got the eight, 8,000 mile original truck that I haven't even like driven yet. I drove it around the block a couple of times. I, I can't wait to bring that out and do some shows with it, but that's it. You know, do we just want to, uh, you know, just some, some brand ambassadors out there that, that want to support the brand and, and, and that they have the same views as we do and get out there and just, you know, just spread the love, man, you know? That's, 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 we, we kind of play it day by day, but you know, it's staying relevant is the, is the key, you know, and that's, that's the, the hard thing is a lot of, a lot of cool builders out there, a lot of great designers with the apparel out there, people are putting out some really cool stuff, which we love, you know, it, it, it inspires us. So it's, it's, you know, nothing but love. See, it's that good attitude. And I see, and everybody says that us guys from back East are all angry and <laughs> aggro and see it's all about love it has to be it has to be you and i are just winking right now going, yeah it's all about love yeah, <laughs> yeah. as soon as we hang out we'll be cursing each other <laughs> that's right sending a text <laughs> son of a uh, <laughs> no the text you're gonna get from me is what i'm gonna tell you right now man it's it's thank you for making time for us man oh yes, well, we talked sure. about it at sema man you know and yeah. it was like hey man we got to Get together and what better than after that hiatus in, in Indy, you know, it just, uh, people keep asking me about it, you know, it's like, Hey, let's just put it on a podcast and direct everybody over there. We keep telling the same story over and over again. It's like, Hey man, I got to call Brian. And all seven people can tune in and listen to it. It was about 11. 11. Nice. Oh, oh. Yeah. You, you were off. You were off. I haven't told that before. I had a, a third grade teacher that's Brian just a bit off. <laughs> I led in my life. <laughs> but, dude, thank you, man. And thanks for sharing your story with us. And, yeah, that was uh, great. 
I'm still grinning me. ear to ear after you sent me those pictures from Indy. I was like, when you sent me that, you texted me that first one. You're like, check this out. And I was like, oh crap, this is so badass. I knew you'd appreciate it. Totally you like me with that. But Ugh. well, thanks for having me, and uh, I appreciate you guys. I love your podcast. And, uh, oh, thank you. Hopefully, thank you. let's get together when you guys come in town. Let's definitely do the junkyard thing, and uh, oh, maybe man. we'll do the grass. We could, do, you know, hit some car shows or something, man. Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, we're going to do, do this. So don't be a stranger. Never and likewise, man. Good talking to you finally on a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you, Joe, very much. Not that talking to you on the guys. phone is bad. I, I like that too, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot we were even on the podcast. <laughs> like just talking to a bunch of buddies in a room, man. You know, well, so that's, that's kind of the so premise. That's, yeah, we don't want it to be real sterile. We just want to be just a bunch of guys hanging around and just talking about stuff. We're just missing the beers, man. That's just it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys are drinking, but speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's been doing shots the whole time. So. Yeah, I can tell, man. I this is Joe. Yes, our drinking game tonight was like every time the word square body the comes out. Oh, <laughs> Oh, we'd be loaded right now. <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much, man. All right. Hey, it was Thanks, nice talking man. to you guys. And, you too, uh, let's Joe. Let's keep in touch. Absolutely. All right, All right man. We'll talk to you soon. Got Definitely. You. Take care. Have a good night. All right. Well, that, man, that went above and beyond, and I'm so glad we got a chance to to share Joe's indie story, because, man, that is, that's like the stuff you dream about when you're a kid. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that was crazy. That's bucket list stuff there, man. That's even beyond, and I, I, dude, can you imagine you build a truck, you, you do it just out of reference, you think it's going to be a cool thing, and next thing you know, that truck is on the racetrack at Indianapolis, not once, but twice. You get to do yeah. hot laps with it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I was laughing because I kept thinking, if that was me, my luck would be I'd be flying around the track. Somewhere on turn two, I'd wad the thing into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a great big oil slick pouring down the bank curve. Yeah, gear they'd oil. They'd delay yeah. the race for two days while they try to yeah. clean it up. Right. They have to repave the corner. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your, your 90 weight, you know, they blew out of it. You know, repave the core. <laughs> uh, that's really cool, though. And he didn't get uh, he didn't get too deep into the whole archives thing. And there, there's a cool story about that that we'll have him back on. He and I had a really good talk about how they had kind of an unprecedented access. That, that's kind of like getting into the Vatican archives. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Can you imagine what's down there? You have like uh, the Shroud of Unser. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The Ark of the Andretti. <laughs> Anyone who owns this Ark will guarantee to win. Nicely yeah. played. <laughs> oh, crap. The big brawl in the middle of the pits with a bunch of different pit crews. And it's like, what are those guys fighting over? I, I don't know. <laughs> Looks like a football helmet rolling around. I don't know what they're fighting over. Somebody drops it, it cracks open, a bunch of helmets melt. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>
Indianapolis Jones, <laughs> the Temple of Doom. Indianapolis Jones. <laughs> oh, yeah, what a good night. That's awesome. That's going to be the title of this episode. Poor Joe wasn't even here to hear it. You know. Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm recording all this. I haven't shown oh. it. So I got all that. That's what happens when you uh, you sign the waiver, Joe. Right. So, <laughs> but no, in, in, in all sincerity, big thanks to to Joe for joining us. Yeah. Uh, sharing his story, his brand, which is, um, like I said, if you get out there, it's it's one of the coolest lifestyle brands and by far one of the coolest people who really gets it behind it. You know, um, and again, it was really cool to kind of talk about the uh, the car culture we have here in the Valley. And I think it's different than any place I've ever lived. I love it. And and if you've never experienced it, get down here. Uh, get, get down here for the get down. How about that? That'll be perfect. Get down here for Dino's party and really experience what that is like. For sure. I, that's that's definitely something I want to do as well. This year. Let's do it. After SEMA, travel again, dude. The hell, dude. You got a place to stay here, so. Aww. Except for Brad, who's sick. Brad, Brad's got a pool. Outside. Got a pool. Got a pond. Pond would be good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but cool, man. Before Brad falls asleep uh, yep. in all of his uh, NyQuil-addled glory here, uh, thank you, the listeners, for for joining us again, and um, we're, we're proud to welcome back once again our uh, our title sponsor, Trailer Tug. Uh, the world's strongest trailer dolly. If you get a chance, go check them out at trailertug.com. And um, by all means, use the code word round six at checkout or when calling your order in and get 10% off. Uh, thank you again to those guys for uh, keeping the lights on and hell, keeping the data saved in a safe place. So uh, I guess, man, at the, uh, at the end of this episode, um, I don't want to keep lingering on the whole Indianapolis Jones thing, but um, <laughs> I I feel like a much more worldly Brian. Ah, uh, you can just call me Brickyard Brad. Whoa, oh, man! See, I thought you guys were going to nail it. We talked a lot about square bodies, but I'm a more rounded Alex after this episode. Wow, <laughs> man! I thought that was going to get taken. <laughs> <Mm-mm-mm>. <laughs> <laughs> wow with all that geometric talk yeah let's uh let's make like a tree and um you know, yeah get out of here get out of here get out of here <laughs> <laughs> talk to you guys next time all right see you man hey, thanks thanks again for listening and be sure to keep up with us gearheads over on our website at www.round6pod.com if you'd like to, we invite you to follow along with us over on Facebook, Instagram, and be sure to check out all of our latest videos on YouTube.com. Big thanks once again to our sponsor, Trailer Tug. Please visit them at trailertug.com and learn more about the world's strongest trailer dolly. Our listeners receive 10% off their order when they use the discount code ROUND6 at checkout or when calling their order in. 
Here on episode 63, on our way to Flavortown, we talk to the godfather of the Square Body Syndicate, Joe Yezzy. C-10s and bulges. It's good stuff. Bulges, 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 and bulges, and it's good stuff. Bulges.